Live from New York. It's the show that thought Patrick Mahomes looked okay with no shirt. I thought that was totally fine. It's first things first. I thought it was Cowboy Brew. I'm not going to lie. That's a compliment. That is a compliment. Today, Jerry Jones talks about yes. I can't believe I'm saying this. Another year of being S-Bob, which proves that they're perpetually S-Bob. I told yeah, y'all. Doesn't make, okay. This just proves I was right. Meanwhile, after another loss, is there a chance that LeBron Salty. is ready to leave the Lakers? Wow. Also, a very fun discussion about emojis featuring Chris Broussard. <laughs> a great, great discussion about emojis and all of You it. got me. I, yeah. I'm not the emoji expert. <laughs> yeah. Shame on me. Wow. And finally, a special Super Bowl edition of the best segment in all of sports, Nick's Tears, Ooh. alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilde. What exactly was the emoji in question? The hourglass? Well, yeah, the hourglass. We had that discussion, but I'd rather talk about the tears for a moment. Because oh, sure. the committee has, has heard your whispers and read your comments. That Mahomes Mountain has supplanted tears as the best segment in sports television. Wow. The committee was none too pleased, and they brought their A game. The committee oh. has a bulletin board much like the Chiefs. And all of Kevin Wilde's burner accounts, oh, they gave us plenty of material for our new <laughs> They're countless, so I doubt you got them all. Uh, we start with Jerry Jones. Now, granted, Dallas got bounced at home in the wild card round, but now the Cowboy owner vows... To be like Nick right at the poker table when he's got ace-king suited pre-flop on the button. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm all in. What? I'm all in. <laughs> Wilds in there watching poker tutorials. Here's Jerry. Get that right. <laughs> With looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. We'll be going all in. We've seen some things uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us uh, 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 this coming year not building for the future. I mean, S Bob. He basically said we S Bob. Chris Broussard is right. We're S Bob every single year. Yeah. But this year, especially, they're S Bob. Well, look, as much as I think Jerry Jones should stop talking, like, the, I don't want to hear from him until someone's handed him the NFC title take. trophy. That's the next time I really want to hear from Jerry Jones. All that said, he's right. He is right on the oh, money. wow. Hold on. You got a Super, uh, super Bowl caliber defense for all their little flaws. Yeah. They're – they not as good as San Francisco's. We've seen them get run over, too. So they got a Super Bowl caliber defense, not the best in the league, but up there. They got a superstar receiver. You've got a quarterback who's very good and is going into his ninth year. It's not a young pup. It's not a guy that's going to just get getting better and better like Brock Purdy. He's, he's, he's who he is <laughs> in his ninth year. That's true. All right? So you are Super Bowl or bust without question. Now, the one thing Jerry didn't say that I wanted him to say was since we are all in, as Einstein said, it was Einstein, I believe, oh, okay. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Einstein. Not actually what? Einstein, but, but attributed he gets, to Einstein often. Did. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever it was. It was written on the internet next to an Einstein picture, <laughs> sure. and people think he said it, but sure, <laughs> Like me. Theory of relativity. Yeah, yeah there, that, that was That, that was, was Einstein. That was but, Einstein. Yeah. But, but he should have said, because we're all in, because we're going to do things differently, you won't hear from me the rest during the football season. Zero chance. No more post-game interviews. No more radio interviews. We are all about football, period, because we are all in. If he had said that, you know what? His players would have been going crazy. Wherever they are, on vacation, wherever, they would have been excited because he puts pressure on them with all his little comments, even though he okay. might be right. Okay. True. All right. The only thing I would add to what you said, because I actually disagree with a lot of it, but the one thing I would add in your favor is no matter what you you think of Dak if we're talking about making a Super Bowl you have to think about him within the context of the competition in the NFC so even if you don't think Dak's one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the NFL right they are so disproportionately in the other conference I so first of all I want to translate what Jerry was saying Jerry was saying Micah Parsons is about to be the highest paid defensive player in the league CeeDee Lamb is about to get his contract extended and Dak Prescott is about to get and people will not believe it, but I would peg it at three-year, 
$175 million. $175? Right under $60 million a year, a three-year extension. I'm just telling you, mark this tape and we can come back okay. to it. The, Jerry is telling you they are going all in on the guys they have. And I have no idea why he's saying this. I have no idea. If the Cowboys need to take a holistic approach to the offseason where nothing is off the table, nothing, because they are not as close as I thought they were, they are not as close as Jerry thinks they are. Mm-hmm. And you need, I, while I probably would give Micah Parsons the contract he has earned, I would like to have all options and all discussions on the table of, hey, Remember when Khalil Mack was on the Las Vegas Raiders and they got multiple first-round picks for him from Chicago? Now, they squandered those picks, but we look at what Mack then did with the Bears, what those picks ended up being. Again, they picked the wrong players. That was a smart trade. I'm not saying you do that, but I'm saying the GM, before the Super Bowls even played, the GM owner, voice of the franchise, just telegraphing to these players, agents and to the NFL, what we're doing is bringing everyone back at higher salaries, guys, hmm. is ludicrous. Hmm. It's just terrible management. There should be – and the, you are you, – you're right, Brew, that Dak is not a young pup. But this is not Drew Brees the last couple years in New Orleans where it's like, you know what? We will put it all on the credit card, screw the future, because we think we only have a couple years left with him. Or Tampa once they got Tom. But why don't they remember the owner and, you know, he's getting up there in age. Let's just put it that way. So they need to win now. If they don't win it within the next three years. Yeah. Are they three ever years. gonna that, win it with that? Three or four years? Are they gonna S-Bob, win it with that? I know. I just, no, I, I know they're Esbob. I, I know, but I'm just oh. saying they they gotta win it soon. Nick. I, I understand. That's why I think they should go in with these but guys. What I what I'm saying is that Jerry Jones just offering up that our plan is to and to me this is how I read it and I thought that's what he was trying to imply to the audience to mm-hmm. those people is that. We are going to be all in with these guys, which means we have to pay Micah, we're going to pay CD, and they have to extend Dak. And I just, I, to me, that is, as you were saying, the misquote of Einstein, just, you know, doing the same thing and expecting different results. Like, I, I, and even if that's your plan, there is no benefit whatsoever to telegraphing it to oh, the whole world. Everything. So you, you, you don't like that he said it. I don't like that he said it, and I also but don't plan, like that he is not. What could I, the plan? What other? What else could the plan be? Well, here's the plan. Here's, Go ahead. Here's what I try to figure out: what it could mean besides paying their existing players yeah. is a shoring up the defense if Dan Quinn Get stays. Let's a, yeah. So in your six losses, you got run all over, uh, 167 yards. The rest of the NFL in losses is averaging 127. So then flip that to available free agents so you can close your eyes here because Chris Jones is number one. Sure. So if you don't, I didn't read it as uh, paying everybody on the squad. I thought it was like we're all in, we're going to go that, add that talent to too. the squad. They and might Derrick, be able Henry, to, Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry. The, Derrick Henry's not going to You get a Derrick Henry. A they, they're I mean, not a Derrick Henry That would Henry be huge away. for them. They're not. Yeah. A, I, 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 you think they're that? Obviously, we were totally mm-hmm. on opposite sides during the yes. regular season. And I, I'm not saying they're going to enter as the favorite. They shouldn't and they won't in the NFC. They won't even be favorite in the Correct. NFC. But if they get a Derrick Henry or that type, you don't so, think they're close? So, I think they're close. No, it's not that I don't think they're close. It's that I think that just operating under the exact same circumstances that they operated under this year is a recipe for disaster. And if I were brought in as an outside consultant for the Dallas Cowboys, my number one piece of advice would be, let's look at every possible avenue and see if any of the more unlikely ones are attractive to us. I know the plan is to bring back our best players. Should the plan be to try to do what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Tyreek Hill and trade one of your best players? Because if we are going to have Dak Prescott... That gives them a lot of extra No, Of course, but if we're going to have Dak Prescott as the highest paid quarterback in the league, which they are, and then also have the highest paid defensive player in the league with Micah Parsons, and then the second or third highest paid receiver in CeeDee Lamb. That's your team. 
That and then you fill everything else out. I don't think that is a championship recipe. I just don't. All right, Jerry also commented on Coach Mike McCarthy and a guy who we thought had a chance to coach the Cowboys, Bill Belichick. Jerry disputed the idea that he wouldn't mesh with the GOAT coach, telling Yahoo Sports, I know him personally and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. None. (laughs) Brody, what are the chances that Belichick is eventually the Cowboys coach? I I think they're good. Really? Look, Mike McCarthy should enter this season on the hot seat. He is. Right? He's got one year left on his deal. If they don't get – and you know I think they got to be S-Bob. Oh, here we go. But if they – I'll say if they don't at least get to the NFC title game. And even if they get there, no, sir, even if they get, get there, there if lose. they do all you said, which they're going to pay all these guys, even if they get to the NFC title game, maybe that's not enough to save his job. Like, they, they got to have a great season, postseason, mm-hmm. under McCarthy. If they don't, Belichick should definitely be right up there at the top of yeah. Jerry's list. And I do think, look, we're only talking, even for Belichick, three years probably. I think they can coexist for three years. Belichick should just accept coaching. Stephen Jones brings in talent. I mean, yes. we can't no, argue the with The Cowboys draft well. Right, they draft. They draft so, your so, whole take was very Belichickian. Yes. I, uh, so how, why yeah. do you think that would work? Why do I? Th- well, no, I don't think this. I, listen, I think Jerry saying this to be clear is first of all total lunacy. Okay. Uh, not because it's because him true. and Parcells last. No, no, no. I said years. that. I no, and I said that I thought Belichick they they should try to hire Belichick this off season. I but you didn't, and then say to the world, but hey. I think I could work with him. When McCarthy's already on the hot seat, I think he's, yeah. I don't think he's gained from it. Here's my pushback on it, Brew. Colin has made this point, and it's a good one, that we have five teams with quarterbacks that, some, that either everyone loves or a lot of people love who their coach starts the year on the hot seat. Buffalo, Philadelphia, Dallas, Jacksonville, Chicago, Jacksonville already. That that the coach is on the hot seat, and so that and again, I mean, we, Chicago. We're assuming they get Caleb. Yeah, it's assuming you get Caleb, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. everybody loves all those, but it's we like know some people situation. love. So you have this off season. There was one quarterback that everyone's like, "Oh man, that's the job you should want." Justin Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one. Right. Colin has made the point repeatedly, and he's right that next off season there could be three, there could be four. If I'm Bill Belichick. If, if, unless Dallas is the only one of those jobs that opens next year, I want all of them more than the Cowboys' job. Because you're going to have – the thing the Cowboys were going to have is, oh, you have your quarterback in place. But so does Buffalo. So does Jacksonville. So does Philadelphia. I believe so will Chicago. Again, I think a lot of people like Caleb. I understand he's unproven commodity. I get that. And the Cowboys – to me, are not as attractive because of all the things we've been talking about. They're, they're more attractive than Carolina, Washington, right. those yep. things, but those aren't going to be the jobs next year. You guys know I like Belichick in Buffalo if, it, if they get rid of McDermott, but that's the AFC. You got to deal with Mahomes every year, not to mention Stroud, maybe, Burrow, sure. Lamar. Like, you go to the NFC, it's a little easier. Now, Philadelphia is interesting. If I'm Belichick and I'm really looking at these jobs, I want to watch what Jalen does this year. He's going to be with Kellen Moore. Let's yeah. see what Jalen does. Who has the better season? Does Dak show us a little more in the playoffs, you know, than he has before? So, I, I think those two, though, Dallas, Philly, Trevor, you know, I, again, watch what he does this year. Sure. See what he yep. does. So. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott, 73-41 and 41 all-time record. 12-5 this season. 2-5 and five in the playoffs, which might equal a huge payday. Here's Jerry on his quarterback. Take a listen. Dak has done nothing to change my mind okay. on any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that right. we'd go as far as Dak takes us right. in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'd go you, as far as Dak takes us. Right. And that's how far we went. Oh, right. So Okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. Yeah, that's how far they went. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, can Cowboys win a Super Bowl with Dak? So it would be pretty unprecedented. And so... Uh, I'm going to do something risky here. I, I'm going to 
I'm going to quote Wilds off the air about a non-work thing that I think you're in general. With. That's not allowed. The, the, I understand, but you, you had him something but, in confidence. Um, all but no, because I'm on the show. Here, I wanted you to know. I will tell you. Wilds and I have ki- uh, our youngest kids are about the same age, and we talk about youth sports and all this stuff. And we've talked about how you very often you have little kids who it's like, hey, gonna be a pro, and it's like, well. How, how tall are your parents? How athletic were your parents? How good are you right now? You, sure. you, you know pretty early whether or not they're going to be professional athletes. Yeah. NFL quarterbacks, you know pretty early if they can ever take you to the Super Bowl. So in the last 30 years, two quarterbacks with their original team have made a Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl after the age of 30. Two in the last 30 years. Mm. If they make it, they make it early. Matt Ryan did it at age 30. And he, by the way, had a lead in a conference championship game at age 25. Just, you know, he was knocking on the door. And Peyton Manning's the other one. And he was knocking on the door year after year and was in a conference championship game young. Didn't get there. So in the, in the modern era of football, guys who are stick with the quarterback, stick with the team, will get there. If they don't, you know early. And so the fact, so I'm not saying he can't do it, I, but I'm saying it is very rare. And so you have the guys who change teams. Bruce's favorite, Rich Gannon, Matt Stafford. You have, you know what I mean, the journeyman quarterbacks or whatever. But it's like, nope, this is our franchise quarterback. We're going to break through eventually. If they are going to break through, they do it early, historically. And the two that didn't, Ryan and Peyton, they were right there early and just fell barely short. You got a why on it? Yeah, because if you're good, like – I think that typically, I think some of it's the contract. Mm-hmm. I think some of it is the easiest time to build the team around him is, you know, when they're young and cheap. And the other is guys don't improve that much that. that late. They improve a lot. Like, per- Bruce's best case on Purdy, I think one of them is that you do improve a lot early on. But, but from year five to year ten, there's not that much, you know what I mean, that yeah, much improvement. I, I mean, Dak's not in that class of – a Burrow, we expect Burrow, we probably expect him to get one, right? Yeah. Dak's not in that class. Josh Allen, Josh expect Allen him probably to get one. expect him to get at least one. Yeah. But can you win a Super Bowl with him? Yes, you can. And I, I would, obviously, your point was what, good, but there are exceptions. Heck, we're looking at an exception this year. Mr. Irrelevant is freaking starting in the Super Bowl in his second year. Hadn't even played two full seasons. All right, Nick Foles just a few years ago. That's an exception. This is going back a little, but Kurt Warner, not even drafted. First year as a starter, leads him to the Super Bowl, wins MVP. So you do see exceptions. Even Jalen Hurts, I know it was early in his career, to your point, but this is a guy that the year before he got to the Super Bowl, people didn't think he could throw. But I guess what I would say is what all those exceptions had in common was, including this year's, is they're so cheap they have awesome teams around them. No, none of those exceptions are that they're one of the highest paid in the league, right. and therefore but you Dallas don't. But Dallas has. The, they, they don't have the most talent in the league, but they're up there. They're probably arguably top five. Right, and, and, I, and that's why I think this year was such a missed opportunity because I, the talent is going to start to p- be paired away. Their ability this offseason to go add a Brandon Cooks and add a Stephon Gilmore, that goes away when CeeDee Lamb makes as much as him and Brandon Cooks combined. Their ability to go add a Stephon Gilmore goes away when Micah makes the most money of any defensive player in the league. Dak's number just is going to keep rising. And so it is. this it was a massive moment for them, and it's not only that they squandered the moment, but it's also that it raised, to me, even more questions about Dak. That he can have that type of year that he had and be that scared that quickly in the playoffs. Well, what, what he can't do is put a team on his back and carry them to the Super Bowl, which is what I've been saying about him his whole career. He's not going Mahomes it. He's not going Josh Allen it or Burrow it. He, ha- he did it during either. the season. He put them on his back, sure. and they beat tomato cans. That's right. I mean, they against the good teams, they struggled. They beat a couple, but they struggled for the most part. He needs – they need to be have the running game, be the strength of the team, and you got a very good quarterback who makes big plays with his arms and his legs when necessary, but the running game needs to be the ball. And Tony Pollard, people were saying this, and we saw it, he couldn't hold up as the number one back and take that pounding and be what he had been. So you got to get a physical running back who can take some of that beating for him. And I think Pollard will go back to being what he was yeah, a couple, I mean, he like, could two years take ago. the NFC Pro Bowl roster. He could do what Purdy's doing. 
I agree with that. But you're never going to have the roster yeah, Purdy has make in Dallas. Yeah, sure. So you say it again. If you make eight eighty, like yeah, exactly, eight hundred, right? Make a million, less than a million, as opposed to more than fifty-five million. Like, yeah, I mean, I and I'm not trying to argue about Purdy right, now because right, I know right. we'll do it later. But I, he's just not going to be in that circumstance. Mm. Also, you can say with your chest what you said about Josh Allen. That was a nice little yeah, what under was your that? breath thing. I feel like, oh, he's not going to carry his team to the Super Bowl like Josh Allen. Like, and, well, Josh, not, Josh has it. If they get to a Super Bowl, he'll probably carry him. Although, maybe it'll be like Elway and it'll be later in his career. Or maybe not. Or maybe he just. Look at you, just that. You're in Chief's kingdom no, already. You don't I'm have to saying, go right overboard. You. You're going overboard. I'm not. Like, if you're, if, you're in. If you, if you haven't gone to the Super Bowl. Well, you haven't proved young. to me that you can go. All right. It's like, ah, I can bench 300. Like, have you done it? No. Then stop <laughs> saying you can. All right, coming up next, is LeBron leaving the Lakers? Mm. Next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel, Series 6M. You can win a title in Los Angeles with LeBron. I know it because we've seen it. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lake show in trouble. Epic game against the Warriors. Then the Lakers lost to the Rockets in Chengdu and the last night lost to the Hawks. LeBron's prognosis after the game, Brew? Grim. Take a listen. We could, on any given night, beat any team in the NBA. And then on any given night, we get our ass kicked by any team in the NBA. I don't have any message for my teammates. Just go out and do your job. I mean, <laughs> I'm not yet. Appreciate it. You had to cut me off. He's thanking the PR person for cutting him off because he was going to keep going. And then, Brew, he tweeted this hourglass that time is running out a bit yeah. Ripped. There's two hourglass emojis, Brew. Mm-hmm. One is when you just start it, and yep. one is when it's almost over. Yeah, this is that, almost over. Like the days of our lives, you know, opening is the hourglass is running short. Yeah, at the end yeah. of days of our lives. Exactly. Right. I yeah. saw it this morning. I didn't have my reading glasses. I had no idea what it Brew was. Brew thought it was a coffee maker. <laughs> I, I, I thought it might be a coffee maker. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the heck that was. Okay, um, but it's an hourglass. Look, the, his comments didn't bother me that much. That's actually a true story. I yeah, think it might, might be a coffee um, His comments didn't bother me. Obviously, he's saying thanks for cutting me off, all that. But his comments were fine. The emoji was the real thing. Like, oh, my goodness. That's what raised eyebrows. Holy caffeine. I don't know exactly what it meant, but it, it, it could have meant. What it could have meant is not good. Could have meant uh, it's time ticking on Darvin Ham. Yes, I say yes. Right? Right. That's, that's okay. graphic number that's one. That's number yeah. one? Yeah. It, it could have meant it's time ticking on some of my teammates graphic before the tread two, deadline. Yeah. Yes. Or it could have meant it's time ticking on my time with the Lakers. Or time yes, missing. correct. What, yes. None of those are good. Whichever one of those, it ain't good. What if it's the trifecta? I know what it did. What it, it might be all three. It didn't mean, I believe, Time sticking on my career. Like, you know, like, obviously it is, but I don't think he's saying I'm, I might be done after this year. I think he's no. going to oh. definitely keep playing. I like it as a wild card. But here's what I would say to LeBron. Can, this oh, is, real quick, oh, just yeah, on ahead. that last thing, I don't think he was saying I might be done after this right. year. I but mean, I think it could have – I think the fourth pick of the draft would be I don't know how much time I have left. Well, you know what I mean? Which is as, true. Which is as far as sure. how much time I have at this level. That would be which, the most benevolent of the four. Yeah, and I think it's also right? least likely. But, right, I mean, exactly. But it's on the board. Raul Palik is hoping <laughs> yeah. it was that. But uh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would say this to LeBron with all due respect. You're better than this. You are one of the two greatest players ever. If anybody has the authority, the right, to go to Darvin Ham, to go to Rob Palenka, to go to the team and say, look, we got to get better. We got to, whatever it is, whatever he thinks they should do, say it. I don't have time for the Sherlock Holmes stuff. I got to figure out what, what does LeBron mean? You think that's helping his teammates when they go into the game or practice today and see this dude tweeted an hourglass? I mean, what, what are we supposed to do? 
Yeah, that's you, a great take. LeBron has the most respect in the league. He should be able to say to his teammates, give them your real thoughts. Right. Not fit make in them or hunt fit for out. clues. Right. Like and, and, and I'll also say this, Nick, you might disagree. I don't think the roster's that bad. It's not. The the you part. got Anthony Davis, who's playing some of the best ball of his career, and those role players are good role so players. That's, so let me I'll, – I'll go quickly on this because mm-hmm. I'm actually more interested in the other angle of this. Uh, so the roster isn't that bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. AD's playing as well as he right. ever has. LeBron's been healthy. So why are they so bad? So that's the thing. That then d- does lean towards coaching. If we don't think the roster is terrible, got them to the Western Conference Finals. I understand, and, and I'm, I'm the, the tournament. So in means. Kevin O'Connor's article that I know we're going to talk about later, he had a stat in there that I could not believe, which was that prior to the Warriors game, the lineup of LeBron, AD, Reeves, D'Lo, and Vando, which is the lineup they rode to the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Had played together nine minutes all season. Now, I know Vando was was hurt, hurt, but that's still bananas. And so I don't – here's my real issue, Wilds. I do not think the Lakers are a trade or a coach firing away from being able to win a championship. So I think LeBron's frustrated, but I also think it should be – I happen to think Laker ownership's been asleep at the wheel since Dr. Buss died. And I think that they they got bailed out by the fact that LeBron wanted to play for them. And because he was LeBron, Mm -hmm. and at that point still close to Apex LeBron, was able to will them a title once they got Anthony Davis. But they're not well run. They've made poor decisions. And I don't think that they have their finger on the pulse. I don't think it's a great ownership situation from the top down. So I don't think there is a fix here. And also, and I agree with you on that, the 25-7-7 and that LeBron's averaging, that's great. For people, because I heard somebody saying this earlier today, that don't mean, just because those are essentially his career averages, he's not close to what he used to be. It's a cra- he's the best player we've ever seen at this stage of his career. But he, he is smart enough and has his skilled enough to know how to score in the day's NBA where it is easier to score, obviously. Sure. But he's not close to the player he used to be. I agree, but do you think he's still a top 15 guy? Oh, yeah. I, I think he's toward the back of that. Yes, 15, but, but yes. Yeah. Do you think Anthony Davis is? Yeah, yeah. AD is so like, that's why it's so frustrating and, and worrisome for the Lakers because neither suffered an injury this year, right? Mm-hmm. And that no, right. and that could happen. But even if you shouldn't be on the level of Denver and Boston and those, you have two of the best 15 players in the league. I think easily. I think they're you know two of the 12 best probably. They're thereabouts. Uh, and and he's right. You can't be relied on to beat the Hawks. It's like, going to be frustrating. For, but this yeah. is how it ends for a lot of legends. Yeah. And, and we'll well, see. Unless, unless, it, right. unless you we'll go Tom Brady style. Yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, chairman of the Don't Take LeBron for Granted Hive, switched it up. And maybe it's time for LeBron not to take LeBron for granted. Writing, if a breakup is inevitable, I can't help but wonder whether the best time for both LeBron and the Lakers to make a change now ahead of the deadline. So, what are the options? Would the Heat, Knicks, or Sixers make an all-in move? What if the Warriors offer a bunch of their picks and young guys? Or could the Cavs see appeal in another LeBron homecoming? Drew, do you like any of those options for the King? Well, one, I don't think LeBron would ask for a trade. That just, I mean, he's always fulfilled his contract, so I don't think he goes that route. But he could be a free agent this summer, so maybe the Lakers need to have that discussion with him if he wants that. The thing, it's not easy to trade LeBron. He's making $51 million. You have to make the salaries match. And if you're Philly, I mean, I presume the Lakers would want Tyrese Maxey. And if you're Philly, oh. you're saying, well, LeBron's got AD playing some of his best ball, and they're not even in the playoffs. They're in the play-in in the West. Is LeBron and are LeBron and MB going to get us over the top? Oh, I don't yes, think they have any chance of getting know. Tyrese. Right, Maxey. I wouldn't do Tyrese Maxey. No, not, so I don't think that the one trade I like. I don't think the Heat's going to go back to that. I like this, and I don't know if the Lakers would do it. Golden State. Now I know go. that's a pipe dream. Him and Steph like playing that. together, but Clay. Dad was a Laker. You know, there's always been thoughts of Clay yep. playing for the Lakers at some point. Expiring contract, so you get that room if you're the Lakers. Clay and Jonathan Kaminga and some picks. So, so, I would do it if I'm Golden State. Why am I waiting? I think they're done with that future plan. Maximize Steph's time. You bring him LeBron there, 
I don't know so, what they'd look like, but it'd it, be awesome. It'd be, it'd be fun to watch. So yep. I the that and I don't think you have to get, if LeBron wants to be traded. I don't think the team acquiring him has to give up nearly as much as people think because if he goes to the Lakers and says I'd like to be traded, that also means I'm leaving in a few months, mm-hmm. and so that you, so that's why but you I just got to get to the, the cap. Room. No, no, no the, of the course. But I'm saying so. I think I don't think when you said Clay and Kaminga, I think that'd be the trade. I don't think you'd have to include picks. I think it'd be you'd be getting Jonathan Kaminga. The Lakers would yeah, take Clay, and, but yeah, and, and so but I so I I think the. Philly, Knicks, and uh, Miami are all viable. I and I and I did the trades, and so I'll show them to you in a go. second. I think the thing Bruce said in the beginning, though, I think should not be overlooked here. I think LeBron takes a weird pride in that never asked for a trade, never asked out, and Absolutely. I fulfilled every contract. So I don't think he will do this. I would love if he did this, and so I can show you guys what the trades would look like. Show the, here's the Knicks: Julius Randle, Evan Fournier. And two first-round picks. Dallas is first and Milwaukee's first, which the Knicks have. So Dallas is first, top ten protected. Milwaukee's first, top four protected. Doesn't matter. The reason they have to include picks is, I don't know if the Lakers are super excited about getting Julius Randle's contract. But you get picks. Or or Fournier. Well, Fournier. No, no, no. Of course, that's just to make the salaries work. But what you get is picks when LeBron's leaving. Low low picks. Yeah, but something. And so, okay, here's Philly. But hold on. Yeah, wait, sorry. I don't love the Knicks. So... Tobias Harris, Cork Moss to make the money work, and that's a valuable pick. The Clippers unprotected in four years. That's a valuable pick mm-hmm. because we have no idea what the Clippers are going to look like. And the Sixers basically switch out Tobias Harris for LeBron James. And then last but not least, the Miami one, no picks, but you get Tyler Hero under contract, Duncan Robinson to make it work. All Here's the point that I would make, and I don't know where you stand. Every single one of those teams would be better positioned to win a title than the Lakers are. The, the, if, though, if they made those trades, yes. I'm not sure. Sh- I, I didn't really like any of those for the Lakers. But so if, if LeBron tells you that. I'm leaving, what, if, if you're if the, a week before the trade deadline, you're the nine seed, which you are right now, or the ten, and LeBron says I'm leaving – isn't getting anything back in return via draft capital better than him just walking out the door? Well, the draft capital, but if I have to take on some deals that that have you know years on them, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I Tobias is expiring. Yeah, Tobias. Right? I'm looking at Hero. And the other thing KOC wrote was: Are the Lakers trying to stack picks for Luca? And that's a full-on. I just Look, started squeezing. Dallas that better figure it out with Luca. There's no reason they should be the freaking seventh seed. Luca, Luca, and Kyrie. See you later. Mark Cuban. I wish LeBron would ask out. If you're going, hey, Knicks fans, if you're going to be at the Garden on Saturday, hold up signs. LeBron, oh. come, come here. Ramsey? Ramsey, do it. Go. Rams, by the way, I showed that to Ramsey. Ramsey did not want to lose Julius Randle. <laughs> Super first things first, ball. It went fast. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey talking about fellow MVP candidate Brock Purdy. Take a listen. I don't have, you know, enough good things to say about Brock. You know, he's... All he's done since he's been here uh, is play at an elite level, and everything starts with him. Um, and I'm just really, we're lucky he's our quarterback. You know, I mean, he takes a lot of heat for absolutely no reason. You know, all he's done is been a great leader, been a great player, and uh, I'm so proud of him and um, pumped up that I get another one with him this year. Just looking great in a Tom Brown suit. Uh, is criticism of Brock fair, bro? How many exactly. awesome. <laughs> Football players Mm -hmm. at every position, past and present, have to say Brock Purdy can play for you guys to give him some props. That's a great point. I mean, seriously, how many? It's not fair. It's understandable. I will. It's understandable because he was Mr. Irrelevant. I get that. But I don't know what else he has to do. I'm not going to hold it against him if he doesn't beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. All right. But every he's missed he's every category great numbers wins play well against great teams sure he has some bad games everybody has some bad games and now he's shown that he can rally in the playoffs where he's undefeated always got twice as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott and then look at this oh new one look at this these are all the tough throws ten plus air yards wow first twenty plus oh air yards first tight window throws third. 
10 plush air yards, tight window throws, wow. first. I mean, come on. What else, what else does the guy need to do to make you say he's a baller? He can play. Yeah. So he's I guess his good. answer is the criticism's unfair. <laughs> so, Go ahead, coach. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, if, you're going to your prop Nick, closet. I'm just wanting, when Nick goes, <laughs> I got something for Uh-oh. Him. Get ready. <laughs> there, there, there is an element of where he was drafted yes, as to why right. people are hesitant. Right. So I agree with you there. But just like the speech you just gave, we, we've seen this movie before, and I think that's part of the reluctance that everybody has with, with coronating him as, as Jimmy G. Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look See, back. Dusty, you let's go. Ball. Let's go back. Let's go back, and this is the last time they played the four, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So that season, Jimmy G had a better record. They were very comparable with completion percentage. Brock has a little bit better TD percentage. Interception percentage is a little bit better as well. And and same thing with pass rate. What about teammates? But yeah, Coach, let's look at this. Know, they were first, afraid to throw the first ball, team all out. pros in in that season for Jimmy Garoppolo. He had one. He had Kittle. This year they have five. Wow. Half the offense is a first or second team all pro player. Yeah. So so they both they both got to the same point. And and the good news is he has had two comebacks, which which was a big hesitation on my part. And now he's got a chance to dethrone the champ. Right. And so if he outplays Patrick Mahomes, then you'll then, give him his props. Yeah, I'm, all right, listen. I'll, 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 I'm, I'll all right, my hold seat. on, Nick. Before okay. you go, what, what, do you, what do you have? I know you can't do it without this. What? Here's your goalpost. Okay. Start no. moving it. Start no. moving I, here you go. The, so yeah, he's moving thing. around. While I'm flattered, I'm over the criticism storyline. Oh, I, I mean, the, the, because this 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 whole concept. That Brock Purdy is much maligned mm-hmm. is just talking, I think, about me. He's d- d- the rest of the media. How do they think about him? They vote on the awards. And there are they, other voices. They, 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 there's some oh, other detractors. Well, okay, but well, you, I, you might be the, the I mean, he's yeah. so. Here's what I know: all of his teammates are asked about him more than any of the actual All Pros. Even the All Pros are then asked about him. It, Draymond Green commented on it on the sideline after the Warriors game last night that he's sick of the Brock Purdy criticism. He is compared to Joe Montana regularly. Not just by Brew, by others. (laughs) Brew Brew compared him yesterday to Drew Brees. So he is going to be at the MVP honors or the NFL honors up for MVP. So I don't think – I'm just over the criticism discussion as far as is it fair or not. I believe – this will end up being very, very similar to the Jimmy Garoppolo arc. We'll see. But what I do know is this. I actually think this is now treading into where it will impact the Super Bowl. Because I think the overwhelming story over the next 10 days is going to be about Brock Purdy. And I think the story is going to be about how this could be Brock Purdy's moment. I also think one of these Niners teammates is going to make a grievous error and say in front of a camera, he's the best quarterback in the no, NFL. No, nobody's way. saying that. No, no way. way. Wait, 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 wait. No Man, that would be an error. Can we? Can, all right. Better I would like, than Mahomes. I, would, I, I, don't think, I don't think anyone will say the quote, he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I think they will say the quote, I believe he's the best quarterback in well, the NFL. Well, what's his name I, said that already? Yeah. And now they're going to – right, but it's different when you're about to play Patrick. And I right, fair or not, but Patrick's trainer will tweet it out. Yeah. The Chiefs will get pissed. It will show up Mahomes on my bulletin board. Stuff. They are looking for it. And so <laughs> I'm, for I'm telling you now that my, what I anticipate is, man, Brock Purdy, is he actually way underrated – is going to be one of the leading storylines of sure. the game. And it. my frustration is we have players on the Niners who everyone knows are awesome. There is not a hotly contested debate because they're objectively awesome. And they get overshadowed trying to prop up this player, who I think is fine. I'm not moving the goalposts. I'm not doing anything. I'm giving you my honest evaluation of a guy that, Wilds, I know you have – Gone back and forth on multiple times. Brew, you had him as MVP, then his three-game losing streak. You said he's out of it. Then he was back <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah. Then he had the game against the Ravens. I mean, he was, was out of it. Everything and was then fluid. Fluid within <laughs> these playoff games where you're ready that he's cost him the game. Oh, he had the good drive. Oh, he's been well, the worst player on the that, field. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't so, say cost him the game. But what, what I, this is what I would ask y'all, though. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. And Jimmy G won. 
But he didn't put up great individual numbers. Coach just showed you Yeah, the but they threw eight times Rude, in one of those playoff games. 19 yeah, times in another. They went through 31 times in the Super Bowl. One, one out of three Rude. games. That's that's and they had one. to. But I'm just saying, like, they were – I mean, you throw eight times in an NFL game, you're kind well, of scored, afraid to They score. scored 37 points that game. They, the other team couldn't stop the run, so they just kept yeah, running. But he never – Jimmy G never played as well as I, I think you, you are, would have I, to admit I think that. Well, he he, didn't, he never made a Pro Bowl. The, he bro. never was in the MVP conversation. For, right. The Pro Bowl now is a, a flag but football game. It is after the injuries for, and the pullouts, but yeah. Brock made it legitimately bro, over Jalen Hurts. I think you should look back at Jimmy's five games once they got Christian McCaffrey and what the numbers were. I think you should look back at the record. You should not do that. Uh, Bill Belichick still looming, of course. Coach Jerry Jones dispelled the notion that Belichick wouldn't mesh with the Cowboys' structure. Because Jerry, quote, knows him personally and he likes him. No doubt in his mind he could work together, none. He just said none twice. <laughs> Start with you, Coach. Are there chances that Belichick is eventually the coach in Dallas? I would find it hard to think that he could end up in Dallas, and and for for very practical reasons, he's going to be 72 in April, which means he waits through this season. Now he's 73. The oldest head coach in history was Romeo Cornell right. at 73 in 115 days. So Bill will beat that. Research. So now you've got to go through. You've got to go. You've got the oldest coach in the NFL. Now, granted, he's young compared to Jerry. He's 10 years younger than <laughs> Jerry. So I guess. That's okay, but there's the, the age factor. It's not like he has a big network out there where he knows a lot of the up-and-coming coaches and could build a staff. Now, if he could get the band back together and he wants to bring Patricia back in and Josh in and all those guys in there, but otherwise he's going to be, he's going to be pulling from a, a pool that he's not used to pulling from because they traditionally develop their own guys. And I think if you were going to make a move like that, maybe bring him in as a consultant or an advisor this year. Oh, the doctor. So there's familiarity with the organization. <laughs> it's just well, you think it's, it's, really just, that? it's one of those things because you want to have as seamless a transition as possible. So if he actually understands the structure, the team. Then it's easy. Don't to you think, Coach? If they brought him in as a consultant, Mike McCarthy. Well, well, guess what, Mike? I mean, well, I mean, what, Mike? I mean, you, I mean the, this pressure, well, the seat way. the seat can't get any hotter. The, it's not like <laughs> I'm telling, like I'm saying anything anybody else doesn't well, know. The seat's about as hot as it can possibly be for Mike. So whether you bring somebody else in or don't bring somebody else in, it's whew. if you don't win, th- that's it. No, I agree Wild, with that. Your leader of the show. Can yeah. I can I take the steer for wheel for a moment? Will you see? Give me the keys for a second. I'm gonna turn the car in a different direction because Coach just said something that I don't want to over overlook. Every single thing you said, every concern would apply for any head coaching job. Do you think right. it's on the board? Belichick is not gonna be a head coach again. Yeah, I think that's definitely on yeah. the board that he's not gonna be a head coach again. I think it's one of those things where. When you reach a certain age and, and you've done things one way for a long time and you don't have a group that's extensive outside of the organization that you are part of, and he's always developed his own guys. So unless he can go get some of his own guys, it's, it's, it's going to be a big learning curve. That would be wild know to how me, man. That'll See, be. It happen- he didn't get any of these jobs. It's seven possible, jobs. He didn't get one. Yeah, it seemed- he's going to be 73 I, years old. I'm He'll aware of all of this. Head coach in but the he's history only, he, of the NFL. He's going to have one job. Super Bowl within two years. Like, I, nobody's looking at it as Look, long-term we'd all deal. love to be able to say, hey, we're going to insert this guy and it's the Super Bowl in two years. Are we guaranteeing that Sean Payton can deliver a Super yeah, Bowl but for he's Denver? Not, I, I, that's why I, I don't think – I think it was – Ridiculous for Atlanta to look at Belichick or or Washington because those are those are going to take a while. But Dallas, Buffalo, Philly, I mean, you step in there, you're thinking our first year we can win it. I'm not saying they would, but that's you you got a team that's that good. Coach, can you install Belichick's system and win in year one, or is it like Sean Payton where you're? Starting from scratch, really, and it takes a few years. Well, we didn't win in year one in New England. We won five and eleven. I mean, I was there for year one in New England, in Cleveland. They didn't win year one. I think it was seven and nine when he, his first year there. So, it's it's not a guarantee. The the thing that gives you the best shot is if you got a quarterback. Right. If you got a quarterback. So, Jim Harbaugh with with Justin Herbert. There, there's the chance to win big early if you believe Herbert is really in that elite quarterback I- category. But if you go into a place and you've got a guy that's okay and not necessarily elite, then it's it's a lot harder to do. I, I, the, I am dizzied by the idea 
that we might live in a world, and I say this with respect because I think he did a great job with Baker, but where Dave Canales can get a head coaching job and Bill Belichick can't. I, if it was, he had zeroed in on Atlanta because he was going to get the power of everything, and then there was Atlanta was like, no, we don't want to give you the power, and so then he doesn't get that job, and now he's going to wait a cycle, so be it. If next cycle comes around and he wants a job and can't get one, I will be blown away. I mean, history has been rewritten about Tom Brady. It's not like people were lining up to sign him when he was a free agent. And so then he goes to Tampa Bay, and and it works out the way he does. And everybody rewrites history about how much he was wanted. That wasn't the case. So maybe someone will give him an opportunity, and it'll work out great. But every year there's the new hot head coaches. There's a new round of, of, of guys available. Tune in for next year's. Maybe that will be discussed. Maybe that will be baked in. Live from New York, it's the show that is overusing the coffee maker emoji. (laughs) Second hour, first things first. Today, did the Ravens game plan doom Lamar Jackson? Meanwhile, should the Nets make Kevin Durant a tribute video tonight? He doesn't want one. Full sweep. Full sweep. be back in half an hour. But right now, of course... It's 4 o'clock on Wednesday. Let me get you caught up to speed. Last night, while shopping for luxury casual wear, a select group of academics and vindicated tattoo artists met right where Justin Tucker was coincidentally warming up to fight and toil and burn the midnight oil to concoct the best segment in all of sports media. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for Nick's Tears. Kevin Wiles, I got to tell you, I know yes. I don't want to, no announcer's jinx here, but that intro plus the seamless poker analogy earlier, you're pitching a perfect game. Let's see if you can wow. finish the last 29 wow. minutes. Wow. All right, quick note on the committee. The committee's proud of itself. Oh, wow. The committee did not bow to pressure to, you know, looks across the aisle from other power rankings and tiers and wannabe tiers throughout the year. And they had faith in the championship pedigree of the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course. And so while everyone said they were biased or that they are too many Kansas Cityans on it, what they ended up being for the fifth consecutive season is rated by Sotheby's as the most accurate football ranking system. <laughs> Sotheby's? Into that? Auction house. Yeah, as well. Yeah, they do it. They do a lot of things. Now to the off-season optimism tiers. All 14 playoff teams ranked in terms of off-season optimism. Eh, at least we can pretend together. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Like, like listen, well coached. Both have defensive player of the year candidates. Good defenses, nice skill position guys. But do not have the quarterback situation at all figured out. Don't have the resources to figure it out. And so, if you're talking about a deep playoff run, you're really likely just pretending. Uh, what was the outlier tier? That is the question surrounding the 2024 mm. Philadelphia Eagles. Was the outlier this past season? Or, the bigger concern, was the outlier the Super Bowl run? That, along with the looming question of, if Jason Kelsey actually retires, is he the key to the tush push, which was the only thing yes. we did all year that worked the whole year? So those things are looming questions for them. We can build on this. Both of these teams replaced legendary quarterbacks and got better. Both of these teams, much to the surprise of many, won a playoff game. Both of these teams spent this year cleaning up their cap to a degree and feel like we can build on our young players, our quarterbacks that we have, and move forward. Both of these teams, while the loss in the postseason hurt, because both of them look like they could be in the conference championship game, they feel at this point like they had very successful seasons. Wake me in January. Uh, none of these, these teams can do anything next year. No one will care. The Miami Dolphins could score 90 points in a sunny 75-degree <laughs> September day. No one will care. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens can beat 25 playoff teams by 25 points per game. Sure. Never trail in the second half. No one will care. The Dallas Cowboys could go 15-2. Dak Prescott could win league MVP. No one will care. Fair or not, there is nothing any of these three select teams can do in next year's regular season to make you believe that their Januarys will go different until we finally see their Januarys go different. Media darlings, again, rinse and repeat, but this year with even more hype, certainly surrounding the Detroit Lions. And by the way, I don't blame them for it, but I will, I wish I could bet on a bet 
I would wager a lot of money that this exacta right here is a very popular Super Bowl pick come next August. Bills <laughs> over Lions. What, Lyles? You crossed the Rubicon. About gambling? Whenever Try you're on TV saying, I wish I could <laughs> bet, bet on, on a bet. bet. Yeah, okay, well, I'm just telling you, I think what you're going to see, you're going to see Circus Sportsbook has a lot of futures out there on the Lions winning the NFC, and God knows this will be the Bills' year. I'm sure it will be. Great youth, great cap, great vibes. Mm. Houston and the Rams. I love both of these teams. Both of these teams, while they're disappointed in how their playoff game ended, Houston obviously tied at halftime against Baltimore and then it fell apart. The Rams had plenty of opportunities to win that first playoff game and they weren't able to, you know, against Detroit, weren't able to get there. But they also have very clean cap situations, have drafted incredibly well over the last couple of years, feel great about their quarterback situations, feel great about their coach situations, and feel great moving into the offseason. Thinking dynasty or thinking deja vu. Here's what we mean. If you win, you have this roster for the most part locked up. You, If you win this weekend, you're also thinking, yeah, we probably should be the back-to-back -back champs. Why couldn't we have beaten this Chiefs team last year if Purdy doesn't get hurt? If you win, you have your quarterback for no money for the next couple years, and you're thinking, that is how we build out a dynasty. If you lose, it is 2019 all over again. You are a favorite throughout the season. You have a great regular season. You have a stirring postseason. And then the bullies of the block beat you in the playoffs, that being, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, atop the tiers, imagine when they're actually good. The Chiefs. They won a Super Bowl in a rebuilding year last year. This year, they're down. They're vulnerable. They're not the same. Nick, everyone sees it. Why can't you? Imagine how good they'll be when they're actually good. If they're the back-to-back -back defending champions when they're rebuilding and bad. That is the off-season optimism Solid. tiers. Coach, you have been the committee's biggest critic. We've done 21 editions of this. You've been here for 11 of them. Tell me the one thing you haven't said yet. Those tiers were great. Let me hear it. There's a lot of things that I thought you did well. Thank you. All right, you know <laughs> and this was one of them. I think you did a very good job with this. I, I do think you're you're off on, on one uh, oh. team. I, I feel like Detroit should be with your great youth, great cap, oh, and sure. great vibes. And and when you look at it, they've got the seventh most cap, cap space, which is outstanding. They're the fourth youngest team. They've drafted extremely well. They've got an extra third round pick. They've got a, a quarterback on the roster in Hendon Hooker, who a lot of people thought could go in the first round, but got an injury, uh, knee injury prior to the draft. So he fell in the draft, but now he's at a year, he's rehabbed, he can sit behind Goff another year. So he's a little bit of an outlier. Maybe he emerges this season. And they've got a brand. They've got a brand that's real, and, and that's going to appeal to a lot of free agencies, and they, the free agents, and they're over the hump of being the, this franchise that, that couldn't win. Couple that with a little bit of a playoff experience, they should be in that next. I like group. that. So if we moved them up, that would leave just the Bills alone in the media darlings tier. You know what, Coach? You might have just earned yourself a committee invite. Don't, Ooh. don't uh, keep our fingers wow, crossed. This I is, gotta, this I is a big day. I got to run it past the others. Go ahead, bro. The, the names were really good. Um, San Francisco is interesting. If they win it, I agree with where they are. Maybe they'd be at the top. Because obviously they would feel like we can we can win it again. Purdy's still young. He's not making money. If they lose, though, we just saw our Super Bowl hangover. Hit late, but it hit with the, with the Eagles. So that would be interesting. I also, like Coach, I think there's another team that should go in the great youth, great vibes line. I don't know about their cap situation, but Green Bay. I think Green Bay next year is going to be a contender. Oh, wow. Like, not just improve like this is essentially where Detroit was last year except Green Bay actually got in the playoffs and won a game right yeah. and so we know how good Jordan Love was look at his numbers over the second half of the season he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he played you know he, he had the interceptions in the playoff game but nobody's faulting him for that the receiving core is young and really good this was the youngest team to make the playoffs in about 50 years so I think Green Bay like, I really think they have a chance. They will be in that group of teams that has a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Do you like their defense? Defense underrated. <laughs> well, it, it, it got a little better. They're going to make some change. They got a new well, uh, D.C. Winning argument from a month ago. Got a bunch ago. of number one draft picks on that defense. Right. Yeah, and they, they got a bunch they of young guys so that's, that are going to get better. So, I, listen, I, the, 
I, I don't want to be struck down here because I am not wishing this into existence at all. But the two best free agents on the defensive side of the ball are both Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, in my opinion, Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed. Yep. If I were Green Bay, I would throw a bucket of money at Chris Jones. I don't know if the Chiefs aren't able to bring gotta them back. Keep, gotta the, keep I, I understand. Well, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to keep them both. They might lose them both. I'm not sure. If he wins the, back-to-back Super Bowls, he might want to go get right. paid. Yeah, and so, again, I would love I, I love Chris Jones. I would love for him to come back. Snead has never made any money. So I, if the Chiefs don't pay him, somebody I want Snead to get his money. He's had a very rough go of everything personally and everything. So, but those would be, if you're Green Bay, and I, you and I were thinking the same thing, Wilds. Uh, I do think the reason I don't have them up there is I don't trust the defense, and I don't think they have necessarily the personnel. Their best defensive player, Jair Alexander, seems to maybe be on his way out of there after coin toss gate and everything that went on there. So I, uh, that's the I like love, but I question. Did slow that? They did slow down Mahomes. It, Jesus, man. they did. I, you know what I realized about them. that? You that game. You watched that game on Bill Simmons' 90-inch no, television, which is the late game. The, oh, it was the late game? I was going to say that's why it's stuck in your yeah. brain so much because you were there doing half-baked I ideas. Every Packers whatever game. other half-baked every things Packers you and game Simmons this year, were doing. I would go watch the All-22. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to move up the Eagles. We know what the issue was with the Eagles. They got a little bit of disease of more, right? Offense coordinators both get head coaching jobs. Then Nick Sirianni's there like, huh, I'm just going to talk trash with two brand new coordinators. Turns out it doesn't work. So he tries to make a move in the middle of the season with Matt Patricia. That doesn't work. So offense went from third best in points to eighth best. Defense went from eighth fewest points, second to worst. So now you go and get Vic Fangio, who I think coach that thing, great hire. Sure yeah, thing, right? Hire. And then Kellen Moore, who was like, you know, the hot a great shot. Great hire, hire, too. So all of a sudden, guy. Sirianni, who I know you're no fan of, has two great experienced coordinators to team up with Jalen Hurts. So I think it works. With the caveat, are we worried about too much of a bumpy road for uh, Jalen, where it's like, oh, this is my third coordinator in three years. No, I, I'm not worried about that. And I do think that we need to remind ourselves when we're doing any preseason stuff about coordinator changes. I think one of the reasons Kansas City's often struggled early sure. was losing the coordinator. Philly's part of it as well. I think that that is an underrated as good. But, go. but that's one example where the defense was so bad that you'd like to see it jump from yeah, no, it's not like it's you're taking over the number one ranked defense. Because That'll the guy be got a head coaching course. job, and you know. No, and it'll be really interesting to see between Fangio and Kellen Moore which one of them gets to be the interim head coach for the Eagles. <laughs> I'm excited. Like I don't know. I Fangio's been a head coach, Kellen Moore head coach, and waiting. Like one of them will get to be that. So yeah, I bet it's not Kellen Moore. He already had the shot with Staley. Didn't get it. Yeah, that was really. It wasn't real analysis. That was a shot. I was saying Sirianni's going to be fired. Well, oh, sorry. I'm just. <laughs> Ask the guy who came in second to Usain Bolt. You don't yeah, even know exactly. his name. Yeah. Safa Powell, take that. Sound coming from the Ravens-Chiefs game, including this tidbit from OBJ to Lamar when they were on the bench. This is OBJ directly to, Mo- to Lamar. Don't forget, you change the whole dynamic of the game when you take off. we got to get some stuff going on. So here are two stats. First is Lamar scrambling. The amount of rushes per game in the championship game and his previous five games the same. But yards per game, he only ran for 29 against the Chiefs. He ran for 51 against everybody else. Now, the Ravens as a whole, they ran the ball 32 times and against the Chiefs, 16. So 51% to 28. 160 yards a game, 81. And they're scoring almost two touchdowns. And, of course, they had none against the Chiefs. Nick, your reaction. So I, there, there's other sound as well uh, from Joe Cullen the D-line coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, where he is, after the first drive, basically excoriating, I think it's a minute who, unfortunately, then tore his ACL, about that he was trying to get upfield when they didn't want him to get upfield. I can't explain it very well. But essentially it was, we're not worried about you getting to Lamar. We're worried about you giving up the rushing lanes. Yeah. And I, I have pushed back a bit on... Some of the the idea that the Ravens, they just forgot to run the football because I think it was the Chiefs baiting them into passing looks and the Ravens taking the bait. Mm -hmm. What I think is the more interesting and problematic conversation is 
that the Kansas City Chiefs, who are as well coached as any defense in the league, from Spagnolo, Cullen, all of them, their game plan was make the MVP beat us. And that's concerning. That is, and, and, and so much of the criticism of Baltimore has been they left the game in Lamar Jackson's hands. And that, to me, is concerning. Like, the, I can't imagine that in any other scenario where you would say the team screwed up because the guy who's going to win league MVP, they put it on him. But that was what the Chiefs wanted them to do. It is what the Ravens did, and now everyone thinks they made a mistake, which I think in fairness makes us maybe pause and reevaluate Lamar a, a bit. I think that's the only fair way to do it. But I'd say if, if you look at basketball, if you ran Steph Curry off the three-point line, you said we're, we're, he's not getting any three-point attempts, sure. and he was driving the basketball. You're forcing him to do something. Like, you're kind of putting it in his hands, but you're having him do something he doesn't do at his best. Lamar's not going to be the MVP because of his passing. That, it's improved, and it's fine, but he's going to be the MVP because his running, even though it was a little down, still was over 800 yards, most by any quarterback, and the threat of him running. Like, OBJ is absolutely right. And I bet you there were other players on that team that were like, dude, what are you doing? It was like Lamar is so was so much so concerned with showing everybody I'm a pocket passer that he forgot to run or didn't chose not to run for whatever reason. But it was a close game. I mean, it was a 10-point my uh, Kansas City dominated, but it was a 10-point game. If he would have ran some, maybe it would have been a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a different outcome. And I'm not really that popular in Baltimore. I don't know if you guys know Yeah, that. I know. People are mad at Coach. They, they get mad because I've said it over and over again. Like the passing, it's got, it got a little bit better, but it wasn't going to be this radical tra- right. transformation in one season. And he should do what he does best. And when there's the threat of Lamar Jackson running, it changes the dynamic of the defense. And when you run the quarterback, you gain a blocker. So it doesn't matter if they have nine in the box. You can still get a hat for hat. Take a look at the, at the numbers. And, and this is, it's not just running the ball, it's runs by Lamar. When he's got nine or more attempts, they were 10 and one, less than nine, four and three. If he gets three first downs, nine and one, less than three, Five and three. So, it, it, to me, my frustration wasn't about just them running the ball, which I think they should have done more. But we killed Greg Roman, and we had to get him out of there. But those quarterback-driven runs against Kansas City called would have been very effective and at least would have taken the pressure off or would have changed the dynamic. Instead of Baltimore responding to Kansas City, Kansas City then would have had to react to, to Baltimore. It, and it and, may and have opened the up difference. the passing game. It, it absolutely right, opens up the passing game. And I know in Chiefs playoff games, we only talk about injuries when they happen to the Chiefs' opponent. But it also should be noted, the Chiefs went into this game without their starting nose tackle. Yep. Willie Gay, yep. who was drafted, a lot of people thought when they drafted him, it was a reaction to Lamar. That they wanted an athletic linebacker who could – sometimes teams put a spy on Lamar and it's like, okay, you just wasted a play, player because you're not going to be able to yeah, keep up and, with him. And to your and, point about the – And MV- Gay was out. The MVP? Let him be the MVP at what he does right. so, so right. well. I want to I ask you one other question because something that I have heard people I really respect kind of postulate is that Todd Munkin was calling a game – where the number one objective was not necessarily to win, that they thought they would win, but that they wanted to win on certain terms, that it was a game to where it was like we're going to paint Lamar's masterpiece here against Mahomes, get to the Super Bowl. Whether is that I heard that I'm like, give me that's that's not going to be what happened here. Is that a possibility in your opinion? Well, look, I don't know the guy, but I know that there's been times where you and you can see it where offensive or defensive coordinators are trying to get their next job, are trying to leave their mark by doing something special in a big moment, and it, and it backfires. It's not about the next job. It's about winning that game, and egos can, can play a role in that. To me, Lamar is so good at what he does. To not let him do that right. in that moment is right. such a missed opportunity because he's the MVP for a reason, and it's because of that tremendous strength. I'm guilty of that sometimes. What's that? But coming up next, <laughs> see who makes it in the bonus round. <laughs> We're doing double the fun. Oh, okay, there goes the perfect game. 
Also check out our YouTube channel as we steadily gain on Mr. Beast. You don't understand what gaining means. We get subscribers every day, but he gets more. So he does gap. He's going, he's going in the wrong no, direction. No, he's not. Tomorrow it's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. I'm excited for it, bro. Anyone yeah, on the bubble? Not, not yet. Not I, yet. I don't know where I'm going with it. Darvin Ham. Medals time. Uh, first half, Lake Show uh, in Atlanta. Look at Austin Reeves to LeBron. LeBron ends the day with 29-8 and several critiques of his team. Not enough for a medal. Nope. Bronze medal, Jason Tatum. 33 points, 9 of 15 from 3, 7 or uh, so 33 points for Jason Tatum, I think. I might have it wrong. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, 37 and 7 for Tatum, my apologies. Dante DiVincenzo, the 9 three-pointers, my apologies. Off to a rousing start here. Okay, well, my apologies. I had it wrong on my paper. Dante DiVincenzo, it's, I got rattled because Ramsey got very mad I didn't give Dante the gold. I said, listen, he's going to get his first ever silver medal. And then the gold, Steph Curry. 37, 8, and 7, and a nice win for the Warriors, which need all the wins they can get if they're going to try to sneak into the play-in. Straight LeBron. No. Wouldn't that be delicious? LeBron. Oh, there's the medal stand from last awesome. night in the association. Okay, Suns Nets tonight in Brooklyn. KD was asked about his three-and-a-half-year stint with Brooklyn and a possible homecoming tribute. Here's what he said, bro. What did I do to deserve that? Seriously. Or is it because of my name? I'm just another player, man. I don't deserve any of this extra attention. I was there for three years, four years, three and a half. And we didn't accomplish anything worth being celebrated for. Not even a close sweep. I added that part. <laughs> Brew, your reaction. And here's the other question. Should the Nets give KD a My reaction is amen. Bravo. <laughs> Preach. All right. I mean, he's right on the money. They did nothing now. They didn't get a chance to do anything. Oh, Injuries, yeah. Kyrie with the anti-vax, and then the trade demands with Harden, and then Kyrie, and then Durant. Check this out. Those three stars played 16 games yeah, together, know. including playoffs. We were on the show. We were right here. Yeah. 16 games. Yeah, yeah, you so you right cannot here. hold it against anybody that picked them to do okay, anything because okay. they didn't get a chance. They didn't give themselves a chance. They played 11 games together where they actually, like, how were the playoffs? How did the playoffs turn out? Well, ask Nick, because Nick was using my line no. when Denver no, beat I, the I Lakers last year. And, 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 and you all way, but said it. By the way, everything, I, I every description with you was that there. They never had a chance. Really? They played together, eleven they, games together. Yeah, listen, they they had they they had Milwaukee who won the but title. But they got hurt on the ropes. But they, Kyrie got hurt. They, then Durant. Then Harden yeah, got and hurt. And then Harden came was back. Durant on was great. And Giannis beat him. Giannis beat him. Never a chance. Never a chance. <laughs> I never <laughs> doubt, never a chance. Speak is next. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock.